Core Devotionals was created to give quick little bursts of the word. As Christians, we believe the whole Bible was inspired by God. Therefore, we read it to be equipped with the necessary tools to approach life. Each episode will feature a Bible verse, then a quick devotional to help encourage you through your day. CORE is an acronym that means committing ourselves to reaching everyone. Go therefore and make disciples is our calling, and that is exactly what this podcast was intended for. Committing ourselves to reaching everyone. Matthew 2, 13 to 18. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem, and in that region who were two years old or under, according to that time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted, because they are no more. All right, welcome back to another episode of Core Devotionals. Um, when I when I when I started Matthew, I didn't think I was going to do a Herod's history lesson, King Herod's history lesson. But today we're doing Matthew two verses thirteen to eighteen, and this is the actual atrocity that Herod committed. And um, Mary and Joseph were faithful, and they listened to the angel um, that told them to to leave. And as before we get into it, I just kind of wanted some more backstory on Herod. Herod was king when Caesar was killed by Brutus and I forget the other guy's name. And so when that happened, Mark Antony and Octavius, Mark Antony and Octavius took over uh, Rome. They chased down Brutus and his, his compadre and they took care of him. So now so now you got two people in, in power. You've got Brutus and you got not Brutus, you've got uh Mark Antony and you've got Octavius, Octavius ruling Rome. And so they keep um King Herod in power and King Herod's just hanging out as king in Judea still and come to find out there's some um, disagreements between Mark Antony and Octavius which that that comes with sharing ruling like that just happens you can't have two people with the same but um what's what's the bible verse says uh a house divided cannot stand and there happens to be this uh quarrel between the two so there's this civil war between mark antony and octavius they fight it out and so herod's in this awkward situation hey i'm friends with both of them i gotta choose a side so he chooses mark antony well mark antony ends up losing and he has to go crawling back to Octavius. He keeps his position. But all this to say, Herod has witnessed in power. He's witnessed kings being betrayed, king, friends betraying friends. He's witnessed power um, being taken from people um, who he felt deserved that power. You know, and so, I mean, he chose Mark Antony's side. He obviously thought Mark Antony should have won, uh, would have won, and ended up losing. Um, and so knowing this, knowing 
more about Herod, we kind of understand the human side of Herod. And he's not just this this mass maniac, which he is. And we also find out later in his life that he may have been suffering from a mental illness uh, that may have caused him to do this. But I think it's important to realize that Herod's human. And I'm not saying we're capable of doing what Herod, we find out that Herod does. I'm not saying we're capable of that. But paranoia, insecurity could lead us to hurting our friends, could hurt us to hurting our neighbor. And like we kind of talked about in the last episode, our, our, our main mission, our goal is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And this may just kind of feel like the same message as last week, and, I, and I, I'm okay with that. Just knowing that putting God first with all of our heart and focusing on pleasing Him and not pleasing everybody else or even pleasing ourselves will ultimately make our lives a hundred times more simple. Um, just putting good things into our mind. That's a, that's a good verse to reference. I'll reference that one. Philippians 4.8, meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you're ever wondering like, hey, am I not, am I doing everything I can be doing to be getting closer to God? This is your checklist. Like is, is what you're doing any of these things? All that to say, Herod was completely terrified of his, of the fear of losing his position. And it was a legitimate fear based off learning based off just observing what happens with that position yes he may have lost he was gonna lose his position but to be scared of a child to be scared of a baby but because of his fears because of his insecurities he acted irrationally he ultimately destroyed a lot of a lot of people's lives um why this may not have been in your history books so this incident was called is called the massacre of the innocents. So I'm going to read a little excerpt out of gotquestions.org. Uh, I highly suggest you go to that website if you have any questions. Uh, but that's where I, if I have a question, and I kind of reference that, and then I spider web from there and just kind of check its validity and make sure it's from the word, and then I. Uh, it's just an excellent resource. It's one of my many resources I go to. Some ancient Christian traditions claim that the massacre of the innocents involved tens to hundreds of thousands of children. However, based on the population of the small village of Bethlehem, the annual birth rate, and the high infant death rate at the time, most biblical hist- historians and demographers, demographers, I don't know, estimate estimate the total number of male children under the age of two to be no more than 20 to 40. The lower number, so I just want to make sure that this sentence is highlighted, the lower number makes the crime no less of an atrocity. The death of even one child is a tragedy. The massacre of the innocents is not mentioned in secular histories of that era. The killing of 40 Hebrew children in in an insignificant village did not catch the intention of secular historians. 
Also, Herod's act of tyranny and cruelty were numerous, including the execution of some of his wives and his own children, which we found out last week. The massacre of the innocents involving a relatively small number of Jewish children was just another ruthless act in a long list of ruthless acts by this ruler. And uh, the reason I'm, I'm focusing on Herod is because... Yes, we were not murderers, but we are Herod. We're human beings who react based off what we've learned in this world. But God does, wants us to be above that. God wants us to have empathy and sympathy for people and recognize where they're coming from. Yes, Herod deserved every bit of punishment as anybody else. But the first step to having empathy and sympathy for people is recognizing that you are a sinner too. I believe with all my heart that pun- that you are punished for your actions here on this earth. But if we were all punished eternally for what we deserved, we would all be burning, right? We would all go to hell. We all, we all deserve death. And so this, this saying of why do bad things happen to good people, I heard this really good. I, I think it was on the American Gospel. It's a documentary. You can look it up. You get to watch the first half on YouTube. Um, but I highly suggest you, you go and purchase it. It's a great movie, great documentary. The saying that they said was, not to ask why do bad things happen to good people, but why do good things happen to bad people? And technically, we're all bad, right? None of us are good, but we still get blessings. Whether it be a one tiny blessing or a huge blessing, we're all blessed. And we all get the opportunity of salvation. And why did we receive that salvation? Because of the gospel, because Jesus came to this earth, because prophecy was fulfilled, because he lived a sinless life, because he came on Palm Sunday and fulfilled prophecy there. We've talked about it before. How many prophetic check marks he fulfilled is just absolutely out of this world. And he is our savior and he died on the cross for our sins. That way we could spend eternity with him in heaven. And these are absolute truths that we can hold on to and be proud of. If our focus is loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves, and it all being outward instead of expecting gifts from everybody, expecting love from everybody else. If our main goal is to love everyone, the response is so much more different than demanding love from everyone. I want to end with Philippians 4, 8 one more time just to make sure it's in our brains and that we, that we live by that and that we are, we're reminded by it. So here we go. Philippians 4, 8. Meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things.